All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. And due to the darkness of the hour, we are doing things a little bit strange. We went to Bojangles to try to get a coffee, a basic coffee, just something to sip on while we record. They said that they do not serve coffee after a certain time. So we had to do a U-turn, go to McDonald's, ask for an iced coffee. Of course, we got the caramel. We get the caramel, park in the parking space, and then some random lame comes up and parks his car cat a corner right next to mine with his high beams shining right through my car. So I try to wait it out, wait about nine, ten minutes. Guy finally leaves, but by that time I'm already like, okay, is somebody else just going to pull up and do the same thing? So I said, this is in the good recording location. Let's circle back around, go back to Bojangles. So we go back to Bojangles. We wait in line for about ten minutes. All we do is get a bow cheddar biscuit just to justify the fact that we're going to use their parking lot instead of the McDonald's parking lot to record our podcast. Bojangles parking lot is a little more spacious, a little more room to navigate, a little more room to flex, be able to park without having somebody breathing down your freaking neck. It's so irritating. But I know people have to live, people have to get around, people have to drive, people have a right to the parking space just like me. But the thing is, it just seems that when I go out and I hit record on the podcast, people just have to pull up next to the car with the headlights, shine the light completely through the car, illuminating the whole situation like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm in the restaurant. You're not even eating food. You just pulled in here at random, parked, not even normal, in the parking space, catacorner, crooked, outside the lines. I don't know. That's just people. But it's already the winter season. People are crazy. People are getting off of work. People are out here looking to hit people over the head. That's just what they do during the season. So you never can be too careful. You always got to have your head on a swivel. So right now as I'm recording, I see about 20 cars zipping and zapping at any given moment, any given direction. People sitting there a little too long. They become suspicious. Who knows? Maybe we'll see an accident. But now that that's out of the way, what we're going to talk about today is the perfect gift. Picking the perfect gift. Because it is the holiday season, and a lot of you celebrate Christmas just like I do. Some of you celebrate New Year's or other holidays. But either way, you'll be breaking out the wallet, pulling out the checkbook, buying someone a gift. So we're going to talk about picking the perfect gift and things we consider when choosing that gift for that special someone. So let's go ahead and take the customary sip. And while you're doing that, I'll take a bite of the uh, bow cheddar which is already cold, so the cheese is pretty much suspended in time. It's not melting. And let me tell you what a waste of time a bow cheddar biscuit is. All it is is a biscuit with a piece of cheese. You have to pay about $3 for this. I bought it just because we're buying the space here, buying this time. So if anybody questions why we're parked here, We bought a biscuit, and it's just taking us 30 minutes to eat it. You know, that's what we'll say. But I always do that. I probably didn't have to buy anything, but I don't like to just take up space without contributing to the business. So, let's go. Okay, so when you talk about the perfect gift, what is the perfect gift? The perfect gift should be a gift that someone actually uses, that someone finds value in, that someone appreciates. This is a gift 
that can be life-changing. This is a gift that can be a conversation starter for many years to come. The gift that keeps on giving. Now, at the same time, you don't want to give the literal gift that keeps on giving because you know what that gift is. We don't need to mention that here because most people that have heard that expression know what that is. We're not dealing with that gift here, but some people are. Anywho, this gift that you give someone that should be titled the perfect gift is a gift with thought, a gift with intent. So, how do you choose this gift? Well, first you have to determine who you're shopping for. Are you shopping for a child? Are you shopping for a coworker? Are you shopping for your boss, supervisor, your aunt, in-laws, your third niece on your mother's side? Who is this gift for? Because that ultimately determines what type of gift you'll get. And then from there, you have to go to the next level. What is this person like? What are they into? Are they a sports fanatic? Are they someone who goes to the movies all the time? Are they someone who just sits around the house and cooks, watches TV? Are they always changing? Do you see them with new shoes? Do they like jewelry? Do they like earrings? Do they always go get their hair done? Are they wearing fresh nails, nail polish, perfume, cologne? underwear, bras, what are they into? Do they swim? Do they play checkers? Do they like pool? Do they like chess? What does this person do? Once you determine what this person's interests and hobbies are, then you can go to the next step. You can say, do I want to get them something that they can use one time or something they can use multiple times? So if this person is a gym rat, then you can get them a gym membership that may be a high dollar gym for three months. Something like that. It doesn't have to be for the rest of their lives. But I mean, if you're going to pay $150 or $200 on their Christmas gift or the perfect gift, then you could just go buy them a three-month membership at one of these high-dollar gyms so they can go in there and use all the equipment for three months. So it's a little different. Everybody doesn't want socks. Everybody doesn't want a new TV. Everybody doesn't want an Xbox. Everybody doesn't want a dress, a jacket, a gift card to London Fog. You have to know your person, the end user. You have to know the end user of your gift. This will determine on what type of gift you get. Just takes a few extra seconds to put some thought in it, but a lot of people do not put thought into this. And those types of people typically get gifts that show that they didn't put any thought into it. So you're talking about a gift card to a generic store. Not a gift card to a specific store that they enjoy shopping at, but just a gift card to Food Lion, a gift card to Macy's. Okay, this is a man and you're giving him a gift card to Macy's. Really? What man is going to go into Macy's and buy something? Now, Macy's, I don't know if they have it where you live, but Macy's is typically a women's store. This is where women go and buy dresses and heels and all this stuff that they see in the little catalogs, right? This is the kind of stuff that they do. But a man, men, we like men's warehouse, Belk, typically. Maybe your Sears, maybe your JCPenney or a department store. Shoot, heck, even Walmart. Men aren't as picky now. Those... Those men, you know, they got to go out there and flex and show their money and stuff. Of course, they're going to have the Carhartt and different names on their clothes. Burlington, you know, they're going to go in there with all these names. And I'm sure there's some more upper end brands that they can pick from, but I'm just not into that. The clothes I have now are the same clothes I've been wearing for a while. I go out maybe once a year, buy a couple slacks, buy a few shoes, buy a few shirts. I'm done. I'm not trying to impress anybody with the clothes that I wear. I wear good clothes. I wear quality clothes. I buy them. They last for a long time. Just because it's cold, I don't need to go out and buy a jacket. But some people do. But I already have like 15 jackets, so do I really need another jacket? But it's not about me. It's about finding the perfect gift. So, what is your person into? What do they like? These things will determine what type of gift you get. Now, at the same time, you have to determine the price. You have to understand what's your budget for this person. And at the same time, if you spend too much, what will this person think? You know, if this person is somebody that supposedly means nothing to you or is just a coworker, do you really want to spend $300 on a gift for this person? This might send out the wrong message. 
So let's go ahead and take a quick break and then we'll jump into the pricing. I got to throw in a little comment here on this uh, caramel coffee. Tastes like pure caramel. You know how they have those little memes on Facebook or Instagram where they're like, how much caramel do you want? Say less, you know, I got you fam type situation. That's the kind of caramel I'm sipping on right now. It's pure caramel all the way through. No complaints. Okay, so pricing. How much you spend on the gift can impact the delivery of the gift. Not the delivery in the sense of when they get the gift or how they get the gift. We'll get to that. But in the sense of the perception, how do they receive the gift? Because if I'm at work, right, I work with you. Maybe we've had a few words, right? Hey, how's it going? You going anywhere for the holidays? Good job on today's performance here and there. But we're not sitting at the cooler talking about what I did last night. Which time I took a shower or when are we hanging out? We don't even hang out like that. So if I had that kind of relationship with you, I'm not going to spend more than $25 on you, if that. Depending on the place of work, depending on the budget that's been decided amongst the co-workers. If we've all agreed nobody's buying a gift over $50, then that's it. If we've all agreed nobody's buying a gift over $10, that's what it is. So sometimes people set those parameters, those guidelines, just to keep people in check. But then you always have that guy or that girl that just wants to exceed expectation and buy somebody some $500 gift because they want to be Big Willie or Big Sarah Spender just to flash their cheese. Hey, go ahead. I'll take the gift, right? But you don't have to worry about that coming from me because I barely know you. I'm not spending that much money on you. Now, here's the thing. Once the price has been established, right? So you decided you're buying this gift for your girlfriend and she means a lot. You've been going out six months, right? Six months, a little time invested. You've had a few passionate nights, this, that. You've bought her a few gifts before, but now it's Christmas. It's your first Christmas. So you want to show her a good time, right? Or vice versa, it's your boyfriend. You want to show him a good time. You've been with him six months. You want to show him a little something, right? Bought him a few gifts here and there. You want to buy him something nice that he could enjoy for the year or the life of your relationship. So what do you do? You decide on how much you want to spend. What kind of investment are you willing to put in this person? Okay, so you want to spend $200? That's the nature of your relationship. When you go out on a date, your typical dinner date bill or whatever comes to about $80. Okay, two plates, $40 a piece. Cool. So you want to double that, $160. Fine, that's the gift you get. Now, are you getting one gift? Are you getting multiple gifts? If you're getting multiple gifts, then you're going to have to break that up. You might do $40 a gift. Maybe one's a gift card, one's a little watch, a simple watch, or you just put it all in one big bang, buy $180, $200 watch, call it a day. That's what some people do, but then some people like to open multiple gifts. There's a lot of things to consider. When you purchase a gift for someone, what are the things that you consider? If you were to purchase a gift for your girlfriend or your significant other at this point in time, what are the things that you think about? Or if you're purchasing a gift for your child, what are the things you think about? Now, what if you have multiple children? You have five kids. I don't even want to deal with that task, but I know a lot of you out there have more than one kid, more than one girlfriend, more than one boyfriend. What do you do with all that? You know, three kids. This kid likes G.I. Joe. This kid likes Barbies. And this child over here likes bicycles or collecting insects. I mean, I don't even want to imagine that Christmas shopping night or that Christmas wrapping night like that's a nightmare. Wrapping three different sets of gifts for three completely different children that all live in the same house. Insane. And then you have to do all of this without them knowing. Because then you have to factor in the whole Santa Claus thing if the kids believe in Santa Claus if you're buying gifts for youth. But if you're buying gifts for, you know, a, 
a grown woman or a grown man shoot, you don't even have to wrap it. You just show up with it, you know, or wear it, depending on what kind of gift you want to give the person. Yes, depending on what kind of gift you want to give the person, because some people, some people, Christmas morning, you wake up, they will be wearing a bow. They will have a red bow on and nothing else. Now, we're all adults. Most of us out here listening, right? We're all adults. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, so you get the initial gift. Cool. Great morning. Sausage, bacon, and eggs, and bam, right? You're good. Your day is set up. Now, later in the day, she or he may say, oh, you thought that's all you were getting, and then you go outside, and then there's your new car, right? Or even a used car. It's a vehicle, something like that. Okay, cool. Or maybe they just have a a day planned, so you have your little breakfast, you know, your little breakfast in bed, and you have a little lunch, you know, then you have another lunch, then you go out for dinner, and at dinner, somebody brings a ring, somebody proposes, or they just have a nice night, a bottle of champagne, cool, calm night, no arguments, no kid, kid-free night, whatever. You know, there's a million different types of gifts you can put together, but the more thought you put into it, the better it'll come off. Now, sometimes you end up in a situation where you have the best gift in the world, or so you thought, and then the person can't accept the gift in the manner that it was supposed to be received. So you give them the gift, this perfect night, you set everything up, you plan everything out, and then all of a sudden they break their leg, they can't go out for two months. What do you do, right? The gift has an expiration date. They were supposed to use it within 30 days, they can't use it till 60 days, so you pretty much wasted your money, no refunds, you know, you don't get your deposit back. It is what it is, or if you plan a trip, a two-week stay, and they say, well, I can't take the time off from work, so we'll have to wait until next year. You don't get your refund back, you lost your initial investment, nothing on the table for Christmas. It is what it is, but these things happen, so you have to remain flexible. And at the same time, you have to be flexible with your expectations on what you expect to receive from someone. You do. A lot of people get the feelings hurt. If you're going to spend $500 on someone, right, $100, $50, whatever is a considerable amount to you, if you're going to go out and spend that kind of money on someone for Christmas, do not do it in the hopes or the plan that you will receive something of equal value. Do not do that. Do not spend $300 on this person if you think, oh, well, they're going to buy something for me that cost about $300. No, that does not mean that. They may give you a $5 gift card to Kmart. They may give you a compliment. They may hand draw a freaking Christmas card. If you give somebody something, you do it from the heart. Doesn't matter what it is. Give them something useful. Give them something as a joke. Give them something that's just functional. Maybe something that sits on the couch. Something that doesn't even get opened. People give hair dryers. People give belts. People give wallets. This guy has a wallet. You buy him another wallet. He's already using this wallet. Is he going to take everything out of this wallet and then put it in the new wallet? Probably not if he's already comfortable with this wallet. This lady wears the same hat every Sunday to church. You go buy her a new purple hat. Does that mean she's going to start wearing this purple hat and put this other hat that she's been wearing for the last seven years to the side? I don't think so. It just doesn't happen that way. You know, I would suggest if you do decide to get someone a gift, get them something that they can use. I'm not going to say will use because we're anticipating that they use it. Give them something that they can use something you know is a need so if this person is always riding around the town looking for free air pumps they're having to put air in their tires or you're at work and you hear them saying man i need to get another tire i need to get another tire put some air in this back right tire or the rim's bent shoot get them a rim for their car you know if you're that type of spender if you've been in their car you drove to mcdonald's on your lunch break and you notice that their windshield wiper blades are jacked get them some windshield wipers or go to autozone get a gift card just get them something that they'll use. That's the best way to do it, especially for people that you haven't spent a lot of time with and people that you don't know that well. 
hundred ways we can go with it. But hopefully that's a few ideas just to get you thinking. When you're going out there for the perfect gift, either put a lot of thought into it or don't put any thought into it. But either way, do not get somebody something thinking that they will give you something back to the same or equal value. Do it without any expectation, not because you feel entitled to something whenever you're listening to this. But we're listening to this tonight. It is December 3rd, sipping caramel coffee, finishing off this little bow cheddar biscuit. Take this bite here with you. And I will see you in the next one. Stay safe.